G'day, welcome to another edition of Power Hour with Sow Hour. This is where we catch up with some of the biggest names in rugby league. This week, I've got the Raiders captain, Jared Croker. Jared Croker on the line, joining Power Hour with Sow Hour. How are you preparing for this big finals clash? Yeah, really good, mate. Um, you know, the boys have had a, um, a pretty good week so far. We've, um, we've got a, you know, we had a pretty, we had a seven-day turnaround, which is, um, which is pretty good for us. So, um, yeah, the boys are really good, mate. We had a good session this morning. Uh, we have tomorrow off, and then, uh, then another uh, a light run on uh, on Friday morning, mate, and then fly straight down to Melbourne. So. Uh, keen to get into it, mate. Let's talk a little bit more about this weekend's game. It's your fourth finals uh, appearance in terms of years, 2010, 12, 16, and now 19. What's different about this side compared to those other sides? Um, yeah, mate, for me, it's just um, probably a defence. I mean, um, you know, playing playing throughout all those years, mate, as you know, we're, we're quite, a, quite an attacking sort of side. And, um, you know, we, all three of those other seasons, we um, we really went on on runs and one sort of eight, ten, you know, whatever games in a row, and you know, going into the back end of the year. Whereas this year we've uh, we've been consistent defensively. We've I think we're second or third defensively in the in the whole competition, and um, you know, we're winning games off the back of their defence, and um, you know, grinding teams away and winning, winning close games, close low scoring games, which is probably something we have been known for in the past. Um, we, we've sort of spent majority of the season up around that top four as well, as opposed to like I said. You know, winning eight or ten games in the back end of the season to, to get into the eight. So, um, pretty different to, to uh, past seasons for us, mate. But um, yeah, all the all the all the none. It's um, you know, nice and exciting to be back in the finals. How did that come about? Because Ricky Stewart has been down there for a while now. He's just extended his contract. Did he come to you, the older guys, the captain in the side, and say, "I'm going to change our our train of thought here and make sure that we're a better defensive side," knowing that? Yeah, you, know, you can frustrate teams, which is what you've done, and go on runs and, and score points whenever you want. Yeah, look, there's a few things in it, mate. We um, obviously we, we had a bit of a change of personnel. We've got, um, you know, we, we lost a few blokes over the years, and um, you know that staff included. We've got Andrew McFadden who's come in, um, and, and you know him and Brett White have been our defensive coaches for the last 12 months. Um, you know, we've we've got a very you know a much lighter forward pack as, as previous years. Um, we we tend to move around the park quite well. We're not as big and um, I guess powerful as we, you know, or big and you know physically, um, a, you know, probably a physicality side was was um, you know was pretty big for us there in the last couple of years. But we're a lot more mobile this year. Um, like I said, Whitey and, and Cappy have been great defensively, but uh, I think guys also like like John Bateman. He's come over and he's really uh, he's just a natural winner. He wants to win everything. Uh, he's defence on that edge, on that right edge, and then having Jack White in the in the front line defensively as well. I think that's um, they're, they're two massive bonuses for us defensively. Um, obviously, as well as a lot of hard work, and pretty much the whole preseason was defence based. But I'm sure every other side is as well. But um, I think those two guys being in the front line. Um, it really sealed up our defence, mate. Yeah, definitely. Talk about John Bateman coming over. He's been, I feel, one of your best players each week. But you guys haven't let anything phase you. Jack White moves into 5'8". You back him 100%. He ends up you know, turning into a very, very good 5'8". Bateman comes over, Elliot Whitehead. You know, these guys, you just seem to not let anything worry about you. What's, what's changed? Because the Raiders, for me, have always been, throw it round, we'll beat you 30, you know, 28. I know it's defensively, but it has to be a mindset to be able to trust each other. You look like you trust each other out there. Yeah, we certainly do trust each other, mate. And... Um you know, we're a very tight bunch down here. We're really good mates, and, and that's not to say that we haven't been in the past, but 
Uh, mate, the way we, we go about our business, like you said, we nothing bothers us, um, nothing seems to get to us, and, and we're happy to win games on the back of our kick chase and then grinding sides in the corners. And, um, you know, we're, we're willing to win 12-10 or 16-12 or all bad, as, as opposed to what you said. We're, you know, we're, we're renowned for, over the years, winning our games by big scores and just, just purely beating sides with our attack. So um, you're right, though, we've, we've got those blokes in the front line you mentioned, Elliot Whitehead and Hodjar and guys like that, they're just... It's sort of no frills attitude, and then like you said, uh, not much bothers us. Something will go wrong, and we get over pretty quick. And uh, we've been quite resilient throughout the whole year, just just having each other's back and um, scrambling and working hard for each other. Sometimes our our defence hasn't been pretty at times, but um, it's been our scramble and our I guess it's sort of a, a will to win and um, you know passion for your mate and trust for your mate next year. It's it's probably saved us there a few times. So uh, and as you know, mate, that's, that's what wins your big games, and um, you won't have to not bring it up a notch again in the next couple of weeks but um, yeah I think that that mateship and camaraderie is probably um, as strong as it's ever been. Okay now we, we can have a little bit of fun because Elliot Whitehead a couple of weeks ago the video went viral of the boys chipping in and buying him a scooter. Uh, I was contacted by one of the Raiders players. I can't reveal my source, but there's a bit of a blow-up that uh, he's on about 600000 and couldn't get his own scooter. Why'd the boys have to chip in? I'm trying to work out who would... <laughs> it, was, yeah, to, it wasn't Sammy Williams or someone. Oh, uh, mate, I, I can't reveal my source. Can't reveal. No, nah, that's good. He's I, the I only like one that. that talks to me, so it's a fair guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, look, mate, it's um, yeah, he, he's, he's a bit tight, old Elliot, but um, you know, he shouldn't be now. He just extended for a couple of years, so he can loosen those pockets <laughs> up a little bit. But like that was um, just to chip in. I'd, I'd like to, I'd chip it again to see it happen again. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, I know it's obviously theft and <laughs> probably frowned upon, but. Mate, um, that video footage of him losing his scooter, and then the way they put it together last week with him getting the new one back in, mate, it was, um, you know, it was it was pretty special, and it was it showed the, you know how much the boys all care for each other, and um, you know, rapper organised all that too, which was um, a bit of a shock in itself because rapper's most unorganised person I've ever met, but um, he, he forgets to put his socks and undies on yet he'll come out and organise a scooter for his mate. So um, yeah, look, it shows how good a mate mates we are and how tight we are, mate, and. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a laugh, like you said. We spoke about your finals appearances. I want to. I know it's probably. I don't know if you, how long it took you to move past it, but you, you bowed out in different ways. Twenty ten. You know, how how did you bounce back from that moment? Uh, you were early on in your career. You'd only been playing one full season, nearly two full seasons, but you missed the kick at the end to send it into extra time. How did you bounce back from that? How long did it take you to be able to get back to be one of the best goal kickers? For me, you'll be end up with the greatest point score ever. Yeah, look, um, obviously that was you know it was a tough time there, mate. But um, I'm I'm really lucky with you know the friends and family I had and uh, I have sorry and um, you know the players and people around me at the time. But I'm uh, as you know, mate. I'm a, I'm a pretty laid back sort of bloke, and uh, you know not much seems to get to me. Obviously, I was really disappointed. I was quite upset as being a young kid. I think I was only just 19 or just turning 20, um, and I was I was pretty. You know, we're pretty upset with all that, but uh, you know, I tend to move on pretty quickly from those things, mate. So, I, you know, I, I got over it quite quickly. Um, I knew there was, you know, I was only young, uh, which probably helped. I mean, if it if it happened nowadays, it'd probably be a bit harder to get it. But you always deal with a loss tougher when you get a bit older. But uh, being young and uh, probably expecting to be there a lot more than uh, than we have, I guess, as well. You when you play in the final series and you're younger, you probably expect it just to happen. So. Um, I think the fact that I was young was probably helping me move on pretty quick, mate. And um, yeah, the fact that I want to be a goal kicker and wanted to kick, um, you know, it, it didn't stop me at all. Um, I wanted to be a goal kicker, and they all, everyone ever always asks, 
um, about goal kicking. I always say, yeah, and you, you're the same, mate. You, you know, you, you've got to want to be a goal kicker, don't you? You've got to want to practice. And um, there's certainly days down in Canberra when it's minus five and sleeping where you don't feel like kicking, but you just got to kick anyway. So you've got to actually want to do it. And um, luckily for me, I was only young then, so it didn't really deter me from it. And uh, I feel like I've. I've come out the other end. No, oh, you definitely have. Watching you kick now, I see when you miss one from in close or, you know, you miss one out wide, you're dirty on yourself uh, knowing that you, you're better than, you know, that kick. And, and it's always hard as a goal kicker. You've got to have amnesia. You've got to be able to just move on to the next one. You've certainly been able to do that. 1,980 points. You're 54 points away from going sixth all time. That's remarkable effort considering you have had a couple of injuries as well. Yeah, I've, I've um, I had a bit of an injury there last year. You know, I missed the last seven or eight games. So, um, yeah, that was obviously disappointing. But yeah, that's yeah, it's something that I um, I'm obviously proud of, mate. And uh, you know, I I don't go out to you know, play the game to, to score points. But um, obviously, if we're if I'm scoring points and, and we're scoring points, then the team's obviously going well and winning. So um, yeah, look, it's, it's a nice little achievement, mate. And um, yeah, hopefully I can hopefully I can keep chipping uh, chipping away at them. <laughs> I want to take you back just to what you said about finals because I always say now, when you're younger, you think, yep, yeah, I'll play in a, a, you know, I'll finish yeah. first and play in a final. I'll get the chance to play in another grand final. But, you know, for me, it never happened. We played in one final series at Penrith and, you know, we just couldn't get back there. 12, uh, 10, 12, and 16, what was the biggest opportunity missed there, do you think? Do you think 2016 was the team that you had that you yeah. could have gone all the way? I think so, mate. I think, you know, 2016, we finished second on the ladder um, and we were just playing good football and, you know, we were blowing sides away, but then come finals time, I think we you know, they, we were playing the tight sort of finals footy. I mean, we lost the first week, I think it was 14-12 or 16-14 and then um, we beat Penrith the week after in a tight game and then um, and then we, we got beaten by Melbourne. I think it might have been 14-12 or something as well and we, we had opportunities to win that game too. So, um, 16 is probably the yeah, the one that hurts the most over the, over the years, mate. Obviously, like I said, uh, when you get a little bit older, it, they, you know they don't come as often you know, for some people as, as as others. So you've got to really embrace them. And um, I feel as though, yeah, we might have missed the missed the chance there, but uh, yeah, we moved on from that as well. And um, hopefully take all their chances starting this weekend. I reckon you missed a chance in 2010 as well because we didn't want to see you in the semi-final, that's for sure. You had, out, yeah, you had, out, yeah. you had us beaten and, uh, yeah, we, we didn't want to see us in that big game. Um, yeah, we lost Campo that game too. Yeah. He, he, was in, he was in pretty good form back then, Campo, so that... That would have uh, we would have struggled without him too. I reckon. I'll yeah. tell me, I'll tell myself that anyway for the next three days after. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about a few of your injuries because you have been a, a tad unlucky. You had a fractured cheekbone uh, one year, and then your knee injury in 2018. But how have you been able to rebuild the body down there? And how important has that staff change been to be able to look after you? Because you look fresher now than you have ever been. Yeah, I feel really good, mate. Um, Obviously, I think, you know, last year I, um, when I done, dislocated the kneecap there, the, I think it was around 17 or something, um, that was, um, it was probably a blessing in disguise. And I hate missing footy, mate, and I hate missing out on games. But, um, you know, obviously there was nothing I could do about that one. It, um, you know, I just had to get it done. But I think the, um, the extra time off and the, I wasn't so much a slower start. I probably had a longer pre-season. I was actually, I was in training in, you know, September, October with the rehab guys while everyone was on holidays for a couple of weeks there. So it was probably a longer pre-season but, um, and, and a bit long, bit more running. But, I, you know, I was putting on good size. I was, I was a good, good, you know, some of your best skin fold me body weight targets and your fat targets and that sort of stuff and um, got back to top speed and that. And probably 
Um, you know, easing into pre-season as well, I guess, probably freshening up a little bit as well. It was, it was definitely a mental freshen up, um, having those last seven or eight weeks off last year. Um, so I, I think all that, you know, combined with uh, the defensive mentality we've really brought this year, it's, it's sort of given me a, probably added a couple of years onto me, um, you know, my, my career. And, um, you yeah, know, like I said, that mental freshen up, it's, uh, you know, it's paying off for me now at the back end of the year. I feel good. The body feels good, mate. So... I'm uh, looking forward to it. That's one thing you won't miss when you're in retirement, mate. Skin folds, I'm telling you. I'm loving not, <laughs> not having to weigh in any day, clearly. Um, oh, mate. I want to talk about something a little bit left field, but you've got a favourite pair of swimmers, budgie smugglers, and you eat ice cream before a game. I do. What, fa- what flavour ice cream? <laughs> Maxi Bonds, mate. Maxi Bonds. You have Maxi one Bonds. or two? Yeah. Just one. Uh, yeah, mainly just one. Oh, most come on, mate. Time. You have most two? Most of the time. Depends how hungry I am, mate. Um, <laughs> If we're on away trips, I get a banana split sometimes from room service. They're pretty good too. <laughs> but uh, home games are massive ones most of the time, mate. And I've, uh, I've got me budgie smugglers. Um, I've gone through a few different pairs over the years. And I, I got a pair in uh, 2016 when we went on a route that went on that run, and they're actually my horse, my one of my best mates. Um, trains the trotters. Uh, they yes. were his colours. Right. Um, and we went on that massive run then. And then the year after, I got um, I, can't, I think I got. Uh, Winks, maybe. I got Winks' ones, and then we didn't go any good that year. And then I got um, Black Caviar's ones or Winks' ones again last year, and we didn't go any good. So I bought bought Huey's ones back out from 2016, and we're going good again. So <laughs> I hope we haven't packed on any weight. <laughs> no, no, no. We, um, yeah, we pulled them ones back out. I don't know how much longer they got left in them, but hopefully they can get through another month worth and see how we go. Now, for every Dragons fan, uh, I didn't want to ask this question, but I, I wanted to, in a way, know, but it brings up some bad memories. Dragons used to travel down and to Canberra, and we didn't win down there my whole time at the Dragons. Uh, you used to give me a bath every time. What was it about the Dragons that the Raiders always got up for that game? And why, you know, I mean, you beat us down there year after year on the bell, sometimes with big comebacks, but you always seem to get up for the Dragons. Yeah, mate. I, I don't know how it started. I mean, it, it it started well before me. I mean, it was I think it was early two thousands when the actual um, a couple of years ago when the Dragons couldn't win in Canberra, and all of a sudden I come into first grade and there was just this hoodoo, and I was going, oh, yeah, good this, and <laughs> uh, guys like Campo and Tungy and Joshy Miller and uh, Monas and that had obviously been around for a bit, and, and Joey Ticker and them, and, and they, um, they, you know, they just seemed to lift. And as a young kid, when they, when these senior players lift, you just follow them, and uh, mate, every, and we always get big crowds. Obviously, the Dragons got a massive. Uh, fan base so every you know we from a from a team that was probably getting uh, 12,000 to a game every you know every time we got the Dragons and Saturday night or something or Sunday Arvo it'd be 18, 20,000 and it just raised the roof so um, yeah I don't know how it started obviously a couple of wins there early on but yeah from from my memory every time we got to uh, got to the Dragons game it was just um, the boys were always just that extra bit pumped I don't actually know what the <laughs> what the um, theory behind it was, mate, but I was pretty happy with it. Oh, I used to dread going down there. I'm, I'm from Canberra, <laughs> and we tried everything. We tried, don't talk about the cold. We go down on the game day. We went down, we came down on the uh, the day of the game, had a spa at the AOS, went across, tried to get everything done. We didn't end up winning at all, but went to Penrith, and we ended up winning, so I was happy with that. Happy um, with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about, you, you're born in Goulburn, or you grew up in Goulburn, and you wanted, your dream was to play for the Raiders. How... Yeah, how amazing to be able to sit back now. You've captained the club. You're the second most capped uh, behind Jason Croker as well. It must you must really pinch yourself sometimes and realise you already know how lucky you are to play the game. But to play for the team that you grew up supporting and wanting to play for, it's it's really surreal. 
Yeah, it's quite special, mate. I um, actually, to be honest, as a kid, I was actually a Roosters fan when I was real young. Were you? Just as yeah, because of my old man, I was I was a bit of a Roosters fan. But obviously, once you uh, once you um, you know, start to get towards your teenage years and into high school and that, all the kids above you and you know, Todd Carney was a couple of years older than me. I think um, you know, going to the same school, you always see them wearing the Raiders kit and playing in the Harold Matthews and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, that's when the dream started to become uh, for Canberra. Uh, obviously, you come over and watch watch the footy in Canberra all the time, so it was nice and close to home. And then, uh, yeah, mate, to be able to yeah go through all the development systems and the Harold Matthews and the SG Ball and under twenties, and um, yeah, to to come in and um, play the amount of time I have, I think, I think it's my eleventh season now. And um, to be able to captain the club, it's just, you know some you know there's, there's only one thing more that I could you know ask for. So um, yeah, look, it's been a very special ride, mate. And um, look. Yeah, got plenty of time left in me too, so I'm quite hopeful that um, you know I can stick out my whole time at Canberra. I know all the boys want to, you know, all the boys love being here. We're a good bunch of mates. We've got a good squad at the moment, so um, yeah, really looking forward to not only the next couple of weeks, but hopefully the next couple of years. What's it like running at the Viking Cup? Right, it's the best. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bloody good. I um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, we got a home semi. Uh, you know, depending one week or the other, um, in the next couple of weeks, mate. There was a game there in uh, when it first came out in 2016. It was really good, and then we had a home semi against Cronulla. And I, between like the tunnel and getting out to like nearly kick off, I sort of blacked out. I didn't know what I was, what was happening. <laughs> I, I sort of come to when the ball was kicked off. It was the most amazing feeling I ever had. It was, yeah, it was pretty surreal. So, um, yeah, it's a great, great idea that they've come up with, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a packed out uh, GIO Stadium, hopefully week three, but uh, we'll see how we go this weekend. Talk to me about Ricky Stewart. He's just re-signed with the club. Uh, he's really changed over the last couple of years, I feel, where he's not softened up, but certainly you know, he's more into the players, but then has found that harder edge to be able to find a fine balance, You know, when to get into you guys, but also when to, to nurture you guys into a performance. Yeah, you're right, mate. He's got a really good balance of all that. Um, obviously, um, you know, he had a bit of a reputation there a long time ago, but um, um, yeah, the mate sticks. He's one of the boys. He, he, the boys love him. The boys want to play for him. That's what you need as a coach. You need the you need the players to want to play for you. You want you need to want to be mates with them. Um, and, and also, like you said, he's got the he's found the line between um, you know when he has to be hard on us and come down on us, which you know which every every boss does. Um, but he's in it as much as we as our mate. He's you know we've seen how passionate he is on the sidelines and uh, how much he loves Canberra and. Um, yeah, I'm pleased for him to to um to have re-signed too. It's um you know, it's a good credit for him and um, you know, he came out and said said the other day that he, he couldn't have uh taken up any extensions or anything if he weren't playing finals this year. He he feel like he wouldn't have been doing his job. So um that just shows how passionate he is and how much he loves Canberra and um not only the Raiders, mate, he's doing wonderful things around the community and obviously he's got his um you know, his foundation as well and a couple of houses here for the kids, so uh mate, he's doing a doing a great job. What's the best Ricky Stewart spray that you've copped? Have you copped one oh, on the side? Mate, mate, I copped that many early on. I wasn't, sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure I was going <laughs> to still play. Mate, I've heard a few good ones. I um, no, I, I haven't had too many. Oh, you're one of his favourites, are you? you just... Mate, uh, we're, we're pretty good mates. We're pretty good mates. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't copped one personally, a proper one. Uh, you know, we've copped one as squad, as as. You know, as a as a group, yeah. copped a few good ones, but 
I don't think it's anything like what it used to be, mate, and I'm sure you would have seen a few of them. <laughs> yeah, mate, I can't even say them on air. That's, uh, but I, I think uh, I bring that point up about Ricky Stewart finding the line because when I played with him uh, for the Blues in 2011, it was a, it was a totally different person. Yeah, he'd really found the way to be able to let me go out and play my game, but also be able to pull me back into line for some of those big moments. And I actually really enjoyed my time uh, back under him as the Blues. Yeah, it's it's my maybe a tough one, but every year Origin comes up, and your name's front and center. And you know, we've spoken about this earlier on in the year, and you've had to answer the hard questions as always. But fans want to know how does Jared Croker feel probably maybe being the most unlucky player not to play Origin? <laughs> well, uh, hopefully I've still got time, mate. I'm, uh, I'm not that old. Oh, you got, mate, you've got plenty of time. But it, you know what I mean? But, well, I mean, we, we did a function at the start of the year and, you know, yeah. Joel Kane asked you and uh, you must hate getting asked. But, you know, the fans that didn't hear that answer, how, how do you answer that and how do you deal with it around yeah. that time? Yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't hate getting asked. I mean, if people are asking, then obviously they, they think I'm half decent player, so I'll, I'll cop that rap. But um, yeah, look, I, you know, it's it's obviously a goal of mine. It's you know, it's a dream. Every every young footballer wants to play for the Blues or the Maroons, wherever they're from. And um, you know, I'm no different. I still want to play Origin football. I still want to play rep football. Um, you know, there's some there's a pretty handy bloke there that's probably going to play there for a long time going <laughs> forward now. But um, yeah, mate, I'm you know, I, I've just got to worry about playing my best footy and. Um, you know, I've got no right to be uh, bitter or, or fickle about anything, mate. I haven't, um, you know, I've never never been there. I've never played there. So I've got no right to be dirty on, you know, not being selected. So, uh, mate, that's the way I see it. I'm, um, I'm just worried about, you know, doing the best I can for Canberra and, and um, leaving these guys down here. Uh, you know, I'm sure if the opportunity did ever pop up, I'd, you know, I'd grab it with both hands and um, I wouldn't let anyone anyone down. But, um, yeah, look, that's, that's about all I can really say about it. It's... Um, like I said, it's still a dream come true. I'm still only, only young, mate, so I hope I've got a few more years left in me. And, uh, you know, who knows, it might, might pop up soon. Yeah, hopefully it will. You'll be one of the most celebrated players if you get in. I know so many fans, including myself, that, yeah, wished you had played for the Blues. Maybe it comes in the coming years. Uh, you married your high school sweetheart, Brittany Wicks, in 2017. Uh, it wasn't my question. Again, from the anonymous Canberra Raiders player, uh, were you tempted to do the old frosted tips that you had when you came into uh, first grade? Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't. Not at all, mate. long gone. They were great. They were pretty embarrassing. If you haven't, if you're not sure what we're talking about, just Google Jared Croker and uh, early on. Was it was it early in first grade? You're in the frosted tips. It was, yeah, yeah. Probably the first. <laughs> probably till about <laughs> trying to figure out when I grew up. Probably 2012, I reckon, or 11 or something. I yeah. reckon it was just after me 21st, 22nd. Probably about time <laughs> I grew up, I reckon. But um, oh, mate, I've, it's actually me birthday. I've seen a few posts and blokes putting up. Um, Putting up like photos from 2010 when I had blog tips and little chubby thing, and I was going, "Oh, what was I thinking?" I was like, "I blame me. I still blame my sister. She was a hairdresser back then. And oh, she used to no. I used to be the stunt dummy for her. So, um, yeah, look, they were pretty ordinary, but you won't be seeing them again. Yeah, all right. Let's finish this so you can get back to celebrating your birthday. What was your best game that you ever played in? Um. You can't say any against the Dragons. The Dragons? <laughs> the dragons oh, of course, honest, I was marking honestly, you. I was as marking a, you. As a, as a kid, as a younger fellow, my first season when we beat you down here was, uh, I think it was when 
you know, Campo and Dean Young got in the punch up, and I think um, was that on a I, Sunday afternoon? No, nah, that was the nighttime one when Joshy Miller knocked himself oh, out on, yes. uh, on horse. Yeah, horse Wayman. Yeah, um, that was pretty good. Then yeah, the Sunday Arvo one was good. I remember Joey Thicker ran about fifty metres to score a try. That was yeah, he fended uh, me off. That, I can't remember. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty special. But uh, yeah, there's been a lot of good ones, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of probably the the favourite one. Um, home Sammys are always good, mate. Although I haven't had a uh, we haven't had a great record with them. Obviously, the one in 2012, I come off with a fractured cheekbone. We did win, but um, yeah, look, there's been a few special ones, mate. Um, semi-finals are always the big ones, I guess. But um, you know, hopefully, we can um, hopefully we can get to the big one this you know this weekend. Get it, knock these guys over, and um, you know we might might have a big one to celebrate soon. What's your, what was your first car? First car, I had a Holden Astra actually. What colour? Uh, navy blue. Navy it had a, blue. It was a girl's car. It had a girly rip curl sticker on the back. I had that, and then I um, actually when I sold it, I coming into first grade, got a few match payments, and um, got myself a Mazda RX-8 with the blonde tips hanging out. Oh, <laughs> I, I look like an idiot. <laughs> the old RX-8. I had engine rebuilds and everything. That was the most fickle cars ever, but I thought I was pretty pretty cool back then. Uh, who was your favourite player growing up? Uh, yeah, Freddie Fittler, mate. Freddie was... Um, I was the Roosters fan when I was real young, so probably... Freddie when I was real young and then um, yeah coming coming closer to the grades um, yeah probably I don't know if we were able to play against you know probably Thurston and Lockyer were two that I played against it was um, it was pretty special to play against and um, obviously Cam Smith's in there as well he's still playing so um, I, was, I was pretty lucky really all right, and well, you, mate. And well, you. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll send you that money later. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you go and enjoy your birthday. Thanks very much. Good luck this week against the Melbourne Storm, and I uh, appreciate your time. Thanks, Harry. Cheers, Thanks, mate. mate. Good luck, brother. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Power Hour with Sour Make sure you jump on, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll see you next week.